0: But also, if you use the code SOUTHERN20, you get to save even more on this special pricing for right now at VortexOptics.com. Again, check out the new eyewear from VortexOptics.com and use the promo code SOUTHERN20 to save on their brand new eyewear. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's
1: next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
2: You're listening to the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast.
0: Make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the Southern Outdoorsman. Now let's get to the episode.
2: Brought to you by Hunting Exchange, a marketplace for serious hunters by serious hunters. All right, guys, welcome to the outro for Mr. Bobby Worthington's episode. Normally I say, Jacob, what'd you think? But right here, I'm just going to interrupt and I'm going to say what I think first. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> appreciate it bro I, I, listen I was, I was i was excited for that question but it ain't coming
2: <laughs> i i thought it was very thought-provoking it's uh it's kind of cool talking to guys like bobby who are old school and nothing they say is overly complicated but they but they say it in a way that makes you think about it a little bit differently mm-hmm. than you've thought about it before um so that's
0: what i'll lead in with jacob what do you have should i say what i always say no i'm pumped i'm excited <laughs> no. no no dude fire it up man let's go <laughs> it was juicy I'm just gonna say it right at the beginning of the podcast. Oh, That's God. what I was gonna say. You're gonna say. <laughs> oh, see, I had to take it away from Mike. It was juicy, dude. It was great. Tons of details. You know, it, one thing I found very interesting. Mike, we all looked at each other when he said it. Um, so if you've heard, you know, Bobby before in podcasts is with Parker at uh, Southern Ground, and uh, he talked a ton. Of, he talked all about funnels. It was all about funnels. And he's like on the podcast. He strip says, "Hey." You know, I don't hunt just all funnels. Like, I've talked about it a lot before, like on the other podcast, but he, he's like, you know, sometimes I'll hunt straight lines. Sometimes I'll hunt, you know, rub lines. Yeah. It's like, I don't always hunt funnels. I'm like, what? what? It's like, bring it on back. <laughs> that's like all he talked about I know. before. Yeah, me and Mike were looking at each other. We're like, what? Yep. Mm-hmm. Hold on a second. So I found that was very, very interesting. Um, and then the aspect of just, and Mike, I, I saw you were taking some notes down on this, how he's going about when he's trying to go someplace to hunt trying to really be very thorough on who he's trying to talk to, to get the information out of him in the off season, to figure out where that big buck's at.
1: Yeah, that's one thing that caught my attention real quick,
0: is because, "Hmm." you know,
1: a lot of people don't talk these days, and he had a specific really, I mean, a specific person was his first go-to, which was the manager, because he's the one that's judging, you know, all of his work off of what what kind of deer are there. It wasn't necessarily the ranger. He said you can get the information from, you know, Mm. the ranger indirectly through the manager. Um so I really liked that.
2: Yeah, that's pretty slick. And And he was
1: talking about the office ladies too. Yeah. So
2: well and making it like a year round thing too, I think. It's not just thinking about it like okay, I'm gonna look at it at this certain time of year. Right now even you could be talking to some of these people and like you said, building those relationships. So planning where you're gonna hunt a long time in advance you know and build that and not necessarily say i I mean the way i kind of interpreted it is not necessarily say i'm going to illinois next year like maybe look at a couple different states and say uh these are some areas that interest me let me start just poking around calling some people talking and wherever i find what i'm looking for Then, you know, decide that's where I'm going to go. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's kind of
0: how I read into that. You know which one comes to mind? Which state?
2: Arkansas. (laughs) Don't say it. We're going to get a bunch of angry Arkansans on here. I know. Absolutely. They're going to say, nope,
0: no books in Arkansas. You know, I got
1: to thinking, like, we actually have established somewhat of a relationship in Tennessee.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. They, they, They know Mike. By name, they're like, oh, podcast boy. <laughs> 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 they see his truck, listen, they see his truck, and they're like, oh man, Mike's here. Yeah. All the game owners are like, where are they Yeah, they you knew exactly where
1: I was <laughs> at. Yeah, <laughs> I'd parked my truck yeah. uh, at the entrance to one of them, and we were going to go in and hunt. And Jacob was like, oh, it's a little bit early. Like, why don't we go over here and check this one spot real quick? And I said, okay, well, I'll just hop in with you. And so I hopped in with him, and we rode over there, and then we were talking about going to get some waters, but it was kind of getting a little late. So we headed back over there. And we go walking out through there, and um, Chris was on the tractor, and he was, um, you know.
0: Just working on the tractor. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so, anyways, um, so we walk up to him, and, and uh, you know, he's he's like, man, he's like, I saw your truck. Which, <laughs> you know, of course, the truck, I need to get rid of that truck. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, still haven't had any hits from that last episode, so uh anybody wants that tie and y- y'all just let me know well
0: i hey, just i just listened to it. it just came out today when we were recording oh so. okay because yeah because andrew hold on we're gonna get to this topic but i'm not sure i get too such andrew in this last outro last week's outro andrew's like man someone's got tundra out there and i was trying to sell it hard and then he goes buys a tundra before the episode even comes out uh, too late <laughs> i know I, I, I Then went and found me one oh yeah we'll, we'll it's talk a about nice one yeah i'll we'll talk about that later but anyways yeah. but go back
1: so, so anyways um
0: Well, we walk. We walk up, and and, and, in the game work, Chris. He was talking. He's like, he's like, man, I saw your truck, man. He's like, I was wondering where you. you Yeah,
1: he he was like, I was wondering if he was in it or not, or if he was already out here. And I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, I just jumped in with Jacob. So. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. He, you know, he, he establishing was, those relationships. It was cool, so.
0: and he was like talking. He's oh, yeah, the podcast boys, and he's like, yeah, I've never. He met said him. Alabama boys. Yeah, Alabama boys. But he's like, but he ta- he talked about the podcast. Yeah, yeah, he did. But i never met him. I knew the other guy, and uh, it was just kind of funny talking to him. He's like, he's like, listen, he gives he gives some hot intel that we can't talk about the podcast. He said <laughs> he can't, if we talked about it. He'd come down here and beat us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, oh, he, we got okay. we got some hot de- hot details, and went back there and we're like, oh man, there are some big bucks right here. <laughs> Yeah, we'll say that. That's that's exactly
2: what Bobby was talking about, and yeah. it seems like that, it. Phew, absolutely, it's exactly what he's talking about.
0: Yeah. Hey, you, hey, you know what? I'll tell you what. If you would have ran into him like on Saturday, I bet you he wouldn't have told you. But since it was Sunday and Sunday afternoon, he's like, "Yeah, man. Hey, right over there. He's like, they're not going to kill anything. No, because no, nobody, nobody else was hunting. I mean, it was literally. I didn't. Yeah, see. I think everybody went home by they're, then. Everybody went home. Nobody wanted to drive Which, home. In I, our, did, I, I didn't get home until like one thirty or something.
1: Well, yeah, I didn't get home until one or. Well, it was probably about 1230.
0: I, I think know. I went you to bed about one. You got home about like an one. hour before me. I don't
1: get it. Yeah. Well, I live an hour north of you. Well, an hour and, you know, and a
0: half almost. You know, you know. But, yeah, anyways. But that was that was really interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, they were super nice. And then the other one I know okay because he helped me, you know, back when I shot my deer. And uh, we stopped and saw him on the road and stopped and t- talked to him. He said, like, oh, yeah, man. We started talking. We were chatting. It was just kind of funny because it's like, okay, yeah, just talking about a little bit of everything. It's like once you kind of get to know some people – they kind of know you a little bit better. And also the owners or not the owners, but the land managers for two of the different properties that we talked to quite a bit over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, very, like two, one of them definitely knows what we looked like. Cause we've like, we met him in person. The other one she probably just knows my name. Cause I talked to her so much. Um, but yeah, that was awesome. So yeah, he's building relationships. But did I tell you what?
1: Well, they're cool. All of them are cool. Yeah, really cool. So even I mean, calling
0: landowners
2: who you found their property on the map and it looks good or something—is that what you're talking about? Mm-mm. No, he's talking about the uh, land who, man- Yeah, yeah. Oh, land managers. Okay. Yeah. Because I know you would called some landowners up there too at some
0: yeah, point. Yeah. It, oh, want to tell you about that real quick? Not sure to get too sidetracked, but yeah, this is this is there. So me and Jacob Emery hunted this one place uh, back in 2019, and uh, I wounded a, a really really nice buck, and uh, he he shot his uh, really nice buck as well same day we're across the street with some private, and we were getting his deer out. The landowner came over, and he was talking to us, like, bro- drove over his truck and was talking to us, and we were chatting. He's like, oh, y- y'all coming from Alabama? We're like, yeah. And he's like, well, I can't believe y'all come up here in Alabama and hunting this kind of heat for these deer. And am like, well, you know, he was a big rabbit hunter. And uh, anyways, kind of built some rapport with him. And then the next year, which was 2020, I called him like, in the summertime, I was like, hey, you seen any, see any good deer? And we, like, kind of caught up caught up on our conversation again. And I was like, hey, you seen any good deer? And he's like, yeah, I had, had a couple good ones around, but nothing like nothing like we were seeing last year because there was a real big one that he saw last year that Jacob saw. And uh, anyways, chit-chatted a little bit with him. was like, okay, great. But, you know, didn't decide to hunt there, decided to hunt somewhere else. And then I called him again this year, and I just got their voicemail, left them in voicemail. And, dang, Mike. What you chewing on, son? Ice, ice, I, ice, I, baby. Man, he's a podcast, audio podcast. <laughs> I mean, Andrew can mute you, but I can hear it. That's all that matters. Um, but anyways, I called him this year, left him a voicemail. And uh, funny enough, you know, it's like uh, the day before. It's like when I drove up there, like on Wednesday, or whatever. It was like Thursday. Jacob was up there, and he was scouting that parcel. And this woman, he's, he's on the phone with me, speakerphone. And I hear someone drive up to him, and this woman gets out and starts talking to him. And she's like hey deer hunting and all this turns out it was his wife the gentleman's wife from across the street and uh she's like yeah i'm talking to my buddy he's like we were here and my, jake was like yeah we were here in 2019 whatever and hunted and uh, she said, oh, yeah, your buddy called, left us a vo- voicemail. I was supposed to give him a text and call him back later today. <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, yeah, he was asking about the deer and everything. I- I'll give him a call back a little bit later on. And he's And he was, I was on the phone with him. And Jake was like, well, he's on the phone with me right now. It was crazy. <laughs> it was cool. But it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, they don't personally know us. But, you know, they're like, oh, is like. That- guys from alabama that, building that relationship one yeah. one phone call a year basically yeah you know just, i, I uh, need i told him i need to send him some uh because he got pr- some pretty good property right there he sent some old alabama pecan pies or something and, get, and ship them Tiffany to him. on it Stat, that right. ship them ship them up to him but hey listen just want to say thanks for just you know being sharing you know, your info yeah appreciate yeah. it yeah. yep for real maybe we gain you know a couple you know a couple hundred acres or something like that It'd be nice mm, but anyways um but, yeah, I thought that was a really good point, especially in the off-season when, like, uh, you know, it's the hunting pressure's kind of dying down. You know, they're, they're not so, maybe, adamant about, like, maybe they get buddies hunting a property. And you're talking to, like, a land manager or somebody like that or, or a field biologist. And they're willing to look, share a little bit more information. I thought that was fantastic. Also, one thing he said that I thought was hilarious was, um, you know, he'd go to one of these places. Like, for some reason, like, if he wasn't, you know, get people on the phone call or get on the phone, he'd go up there and spend three days, like, at one office just getting to know everybody. Just hanging out. He I don't know if you caught that on the episode, and he was like talking about like he'd go and hang out and just to like talk, touch base with everybody. And once they saw him for a couple of days, they'd be more willing to open up and give more information than just somebody randomly calling. And I was like, man, I like, if you had some time to do that, that that sounds like a pretty awesome thing as well. Yeah, well, put your, put your foot in the door.
1: To be honest, to me, it sounds like most of his hunting is done during the rut or around the rut. So mm-hmm. that really leaves a lot of time, you know, that we would normally be hunting all throughout the year. And he's hunting those very, you know, specific times Mm -hmm. and he's got a routine, you know, that a system. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's like Tom Brady of big bucks. Yeah. So he's able to go to those people and spend that amount of time because he's not focusing on all of this time that we're spending in the woods and we're not successful, Mm -hmm. you know? Yep. I mean, and it's just like everybody's mentioned so far, especially with the GPS studies, like what are you looking at? Can you
0: not talk? Just keep talking. That's why I was shaking, man. Uh,
1: so, anyways, the GPS studies have shown that most of these big bucks, I mean, they're really not moving much, especially during the early part of the season. And then once rut hits, you know, then they're, a lot of these deer's, you know, movement picks up. And so maybe this is time that we could spend a little bit differently, I guess is what I'm saying. If you think about Michael Perry, you know, Michael Perry really focuses on that rut. You know, very and he, similar. he goes and hunts, uh, you know, these other areas, but, you know, stays out of his good spots for the most part mm-hmm. and then knows exactly where to go during the rut. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. It sounds kinda, like there's definitely something to it.
0: It's it's a strategy. and I, To be honest, if you go back and think about other guests that we've had on, especially from like the deep south, from the south, when they're very successful, it's like they're all keying in on the rut. I mean, all for the most part. Some guys maybe a little bit later in the season, but like all of them, Keen on the rut and a travel. I mean, even Glenn Solomon was like that, you know, hunting pre-rut some WMI places. Nomads. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, back in like late October down in some places in South Georgia and just traveling across the whole state and hunting the rut. It's like, if you keen on that, you're looking for a specific activity, specific movement types at a certain window of time. And the thing is, if you're in a state like Alabama where you can travel from late October mm-hmm. or like early November through the end of season in February in hunting, rutting deer, then you're hunting the same kind of activity that you're trying to find. You're just traveling around to different areas. Mm Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's all about, I think too, it's all about sinking as much time as you can into it and uh, being really in tune with what's going on in the ground. Cause I don't necessarily like to use them as an example, but that's what you see with the hunting public a lot. They, they do kill a lot of bucks in early season, like nice bucks or they're always on bucks. And like, I know they're great hunters. I really like those guys, but also they hunt every day and they have time in the woods yeah they have the time to commit to it you know so that's a big reason that they're so successful um and so it's kind of like for regular guys concentrating your time in the rut like that um rather than early season is probably a better idea you know if you just have unlimited time to hunt and you've got a crew of six or seven guys who are all hunting sharing information then early season i can see how they can have success like that um but if you're like you have to be realistic with your time is what i'm getting at i guess yeah don't don't blow your wad in october
1: right so two of my deer last year were killed in rut and they were killed on in two different parts of the state and -hmm. that was probably due you know well it was due to mostly the rut um just traveling to those different areas and hunting you know the rut yep you know I only killed one outside of the rut. That was early season. It was like the first week or two mm-hmm. of bow season. Um, yeah, I but, mean that's
2: like my three bucks last year. All three of those were the rut. Well, Wyoming might have been a little bit early because we didn't really see any rutting. Uh, but I mean it should have been about the rut or getting into it. And then the two I killed in Alabama, those are both the rut. Right. I mean that's just how it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how it's, it goes. It,
1: it very very rarely do I kill. Um, i guess early season It's it's probably only happened about five times i've only killed about five bucks or had i probably had opportunities you know a little more than that but a majority of that is is during the rut or rut related Mm -hmm. just because i think it in my opinion it's easier to uh get on those deer like the the times that they move in my opinion um it's it's easier to see them during specific times, like that midday movement. Especially those mature bucks, I've always saw way more uh, mature bucks moving midday than I have early in the morning. Usually, that early morning movement between, you know, seven and you know, nine thirty up to ten is always usually those younger bucks right on those does, and then those later bucks or those bigger bucks are usually later in the day, you know. I don't know, that's that's just what I've always seen. Have y'all seen the, kind of the same thing? Or, I know he said he didn't in the podcast, but me specifically, that's what I've always seen is the bigger mature bucks are moving midday.
2: Yeah, I've seen that before. I mean, I've seen it at, at kind of both extremes. Um, I've seen them, like, early in the morning, right after daybreak. Right. And I've seen them getting to be about, like, 9 to 11 mm-hmm. is another time that, like, I just remember uh, seeing them. And then, of course, like, right at dark, always right so i mean similar stuff folks we are proud to announce that hunting exchange has taken the step to become the title sponsor of this show that's huge news for us and huge news for them so we really appreciate hunting exchange jumping on board and taking such a huge step to help make this podcast possible if you haven't checked them out already hunting exchange is the number one destination for you to go sell your used hunting gear or buy new hunting gear We're all very aware of the current situation today with social media platforms where you can get banned for trying to sell something like a bow or even something as simple as broadheads or a release. Not to mention all the other hunting gear that you would like to offload but you just don't have a really great place to sell it. Well Hunting Exchange changes all that. They're an online marketplace designed for hunters by hunters. I'm just scrolling through here right now and right off the bat, I'm seeing a a Kuyu jacket, a 2020 Prime Bow, EZV Bow Sight, a couple turkey decoys, some ASAC camo, Wild Edge Steps, a bunch of trail cameras and all kinds of other stuff. Lastly, guys, let's show Hunting Exchange some support. Go tell your buddies that Hunting Exchange is the place to buy and sell your used hunting gear. Cruiser Saddles is the newest addition the company supporting this podcast. Cruiser is the maker of saddles and saddle hunting gear. Uh, me and Jacob actually met Chad, the owner, at our Bozenbrews event in March of 2020. We were demoing a lot of different saddles there from a lot of different companies, and he showed up with his products, which were brand new at the time, and everybody there was extremely impressed with him, including me and Jacob. We ended up getting some of his saddles for this past hunting season. We used them all year from, basically, we started hunting in August and hunted until February. No complaints. Really liked them. The durability was there. The comfort was there. The wearability was there, you know, walking in and out to the stand. So we're very impressed. You can go back to some of the episodes from last year and actually hear us, you know, live through the season talking about these things. We talked about them a lot in the podcast from last year's season. Just really impressed, and we think you would like them too. So go to their website and check them out. We ran the XC. Orders ship the same day or next day unless otherwise indicated. And you get free shipping on orders over $300. We really appreciate, Cruiser, for supporting this show. You guys go show them some support as well. What are some uh, other things that maybe surprised you about what Bobby was talking about? Anything about like the cover, the betting aspect uh, specifically?
1: Uh, there were a lot of dead ends I thought that he would expand on. And uh, he was like, nope, not what I see. Um, yeah. I was surprised yeah. about that. Yeah, um, I was
2: surprised when you asked about the cover thing.
0: Uh, do you see them like moving in cover, I think was your question, mm-hmm. or Or do those, what'd you you ask? Is it more likely you're going to catch bucks coming through a funnel if it has cover versus not? And he's like, no. During the day, yeah. Yeah, And he's like, no. And also, I think it was based off habitat where you're at. Because one thing that we did not ask him, and this is what I was thinking about just now, when it comes to a question is, if you had two great funnels close to each other, say, an example, maybe you have a thermal hub, and you have two saddles dropping into that thermal hub from above. One of it has a lot thicker cover in it versus the other. Now, sign being equal, would you hunt one over the other? And that's that's a situation I wish I would have asked them. Um, Damn, that's a good question. I wish we yeah, had asked. Them I know. That. Well, listen, that's, mm. you know, you know listen, I got a big head for a reason, man. Trying to ask these good questions, you know, <laughs> a lot, of, a lot of processing power up in here, <laughs> computing power, CPU. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they get viruses and it just doesn't want to work. But, you know, you know, some malware. Yeah, malware. <laughs> no, but, but but that is a question I wish we, – we, well, I'll probably just straight up ask him on the next episode about that. Um, but, you know, all things being equal, you know, if signs similar, you see big sign on each one, would you lean towards the one with cover or without cover? And, again, that's probably a situation – I don't know if he's ever even ran into that before. I mean, that would be very, very specific. Um, but it would be something that's very interesting, I think. Um, but yeah you know he's talking about some areas you know you can see two 300 yards and the bucks is gonna be coming through and he's just gonna be coming through and that's probably the habitat you're in if you're in big woods and like the only cover is maybe old cutovers if they do any logging or just blowdowns then you're not gonna have the thick cover that they're gonna be walking through unless yeah. especially if you're not getting a lot of light, light to the ground you don't have that kind of secondary uh, understory um so you know it kind of is what it is I could, I, it's, I think it's just based off the situation I think like if you're down in South Alabama and you're hunting, say I don't know. Well, that's probably not the great example. Maybe, God I don't know. I'm, I'm just botch this. Uh, that would be a question I like to ask. Maybe um, Michael Perry, or somebody like that, that's hunting like an area that's got pretty good terrain features. And like, how much does thick cover play a factor in those travel corridors, uh, whether it's bluff gaps or anything like that? Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But I figure I would figure. Personally, again, and I don't have the experience that Bobby has. By no means, <clears throat> that if you have an area that does have good security cover and a good funnel running through it, whether it's a saddle, whether it's a, a ditch funnel, which is what you know he talks about a lot as well, um, you know, I feel like you would have a lot higher odds of catching that buck slipping through. But then again, yeah. during the rut, maybe he's just cruising, no matter what the situation is. Yeah,
1: maybe outside, maybe. It's rut specific because that is the only time that he hunts. Yeah. So outside the rut, that, maybe, and that would make sense because most of the time the deer, it cover is on their minds. Yep. I mean it is, maybe not during the rut, but it is. Like if I go and look at two uh, secondary points with, uh, it looks like they would be both good for bedding. One has cover and one doesn't. The one with cover is always going to have the bedding on
0: it. By the way, because he was talking about ditch funnels, can y'all describe what a ditch funnel is? Yeah. If not, I'll do it, I'll just, you know,
1: he could be talking about the head of a ditch. So yeah,
0: that's, that's, that's what I was going to so say. So that's, that's what he calls. So uh, yeah, just to explain. Yeah, you're right, Mike. A ditch funnel from what he's talking about is you have a steep ridge. Say that ridge runs east to west on the south side of the ridge. You have a drainage that runs up the south side of the ridge and it's extremely steep on both sides of that drainage. And then it stops. It could stop halfway up the ridge. It could stop right at almost at the very top of the ridge where it stops that it, that High spot right there at the head of the ridge is the funnel. As those deer come out along that ridge, that's the spot they're crossing at. It's at the head of that funnel. He calls it a ditch and, funnel. It's the head of the funnel. Yeah, or head and, of the ditch. And he
1: mentioned that earlier about finding the scrapes there, and that's something that I've always found is uh, they will run those the tops right there uh-huh. and put and throw down scrapes. I thought it was due to thermals. Um, he he talked about maybe it's an area where they might stage up kind of before they drop down and go and travel through like that. What he called a gulf.
0: Yeah, explain that to you, what a gulf is. So what?
1: Well, I've never heard that term before, but just listen to what he was describing. I'm assuming it was more like a draw. Yeah. So, um, but anyways. Yeah, I got that too. Yeah. But I also had somebody mention on the beast years ago, uh, that's like a natural place for them to cross also, is from, you know, ditch to ditch, Mm -hmm. almost like similar to a saddle. So it's a natural area for those maybe does to cross right there. And that's the reason why they're laying down scrapes there. Yeah, So, I mean, you could could have multiple different reasons, Mm -hmm. but nonetheless, they're there. Yeah,
2: Yeah. absolutely. Uh, One thing I found kind of interesting was how he was talking about, and this, again, kind of ties in with the rut, but hunting him where you find him, you know, regardless. That Tennessee buck, that was a good, a really good story to bring up because I found it really interesting how he found the shed and everything, attempted to backtrack it, lost him, and then he's like, okay, I'm just going back to where I found the shed, and that's where he hunted him. And that, that really piqued my interest. Cause I'm like, I was, when he was explaining that, I was sitting there thinking like, how many times have I just went down like this rabbit hole where I'm just never going to figure out where that deer necessarily is, especially where we live, where there's mm-hmm. so much cover where if you have like sign or even nighttime pictures in this one area and you go trying to backtrack him and you can't find like a reliable area, maybe you don't have time, maybe whatever. Um, and you just kinda like chase a dead end, I guess. Um that I don't know. That was really intriguing to me. That really that that really got me thinking of like how many times I've done that and like wasted mm. wasted mm-hmm. time. When you could maybe just wait till the rut and hunt him where you found him and end up killing him.
0: Also, I will say this. I think that also would play <clears throat> a really successful factor in areas where you have a lot of diversity where more more than likely, not all the times. And not never the time, but more than likely, I would think, based off the GPS studies, these deer in these bucks in high diverse areas where you have a lot of cutovers, there's a lot of diversity in these areas. Their cores and their home ranges are pro- probably, you know, talk to Dr. Trimble about about this, probably a lot smaller. So if you find the sign and maybe have one running with them, if you wait to the rut, sure, he's going to expand that area. But if you kind of know what's in the area and kind of talking about what uh, Bobby Worthing is talking about, like knowing everything. Like he said, if you shoot a deer and you track it to a spot and you find all those great signs you didn't know was there, then you mm. screw it up because you didn't scout good enough. That was a good – Yeah. Good that's an excellent quote. Right excellent there. quote. Yeah. yeah. I mean – And now he's going to run off with it. If, <laughs> I, I, I've got a still point well, I'm
1: working with. <laughs> I mean, you, you guys know that that has happened to me Left more turn. times. You guys know that that's happened to me more times than anybody else. That I know personally. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm
2: thinking about in the podcast where um, Jacob brought something you were trying to ask a question, and Jacob brought something up, and you texted in the group message and said, You just put it in the ditch.
1: Yeah, you just drove it off the cliff. (laughs) Drove it off the cliff. I I didn't read that, but
0: you know, Mike. I thought he's going run away with the, with my topic.
1: I thought you were talking about him being a question whore. <laughs> <laughs> I called J- Jacob a question whore because I was trying Andrew to question. Andrew's wanting a question, wanting the question and he's already asked like a ton.
0: <laughs> Jacob's like, Yo, one more. And then he asked the question I was going to ask. I was like, you, ah, listen, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm thinking I'm playing 4D chess with you guys. Okay, you and then, step it up. And then we need you need some new hand signals.
1: <laughs> because this pointing at me or Andrew and then pointing back at you.
0: I'm like, who is it? It's like, who? If I do that, I'm like, who? Okay, who's talking?
1: Yeah, exactly. But then you what? said that that wasn't the case in Texas. No, 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 the text no, no, what I,
0: no. What I was doing there, okay. And God, you, I got to get back to my topic, what we we're talking about. Uh, this, this, <laughs> we're not filming this, but like, well, I was thinking th- of running it off the cliff. That's what I just did. <laughs> I know, so I was pointing, I, I would point, like, I guess I was pointing at you, but I was really trying to point down the recorder. And I was like, doing this, again, people can't see me. And I'm when, I'm when I told you in text, I was like, "Listen, it's because he's he made a good point." I'm like, "Oh, that's interesting." And it's not necessarily like I'm pointing towards you, like, "Oh, you need to talk about that."
1: Yeah, like, do you want to do you want to go into that? Do you want to talk about that? That's why I'm taking it. as. <laughs> that's
0: what I got too. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, all right.
1: Anyways. So, anyway, New uh, hand look, signals. You work to, on them? We need
0: to come up with our own sign language. All right. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. Let me let me get back to this. All, all right, right. Yeah. yeah yes. I was really trying to put some time. Into hold this. on. Hold on. Absolutely I just, derailed.
1: Hold this. on. I wanted. All right. So. <laughs> You're talking about turn, you're ta- off the bridge. I'm not turning Ow. left. I'm, I'm just driving straight. I'm just speeding up a little bit.
0: Dude, that hurt, man.
1: So, anyways. He poked the hell out of me. <laughs> Don't you my say dad anything. used to do that. He- just stick all four fingers together and just bam, right in the sternum. <laughs> so, anyways, oh tracking these deer back into the bed areas. If y'all think about last year's buck that we had to track. Oh, do yeah. you remember that walk through all that good sign? All ab- of those rugs, ab- those beds we found. Scrapes. Yep.
2: Blood in the scrapes. Yeah. I think he checked that scrape while he was. There was ha- so much blood in that scrape. It's like he uh, he might have checked that I scrape. I think so. I really He's do. He's just bleeding. His leg's hanging off. He's like, hey, let's see who's in
0: the neighborhood.
1: It's probably, his leg was. He probably just came to an abrupt stop and his leg kept
0: stop. moving. Oh, <laughs> <Stop>. oh man. <laughs> okay. Hey, okay. Can, can you, I don't want to get back to my. All time right. Again. Go back. So, where I was trying to get at before we get de- derailed is, you know, if you are in an area where potentially you have a smaller core area that a buck's using, and a smaller home range in general, okay, because of the diversity, like he's got everything he needs there. <clears throat> if that's the case, then again, I think you have a high, higher likelihood of running into that deer throughout. Not only like seeing him maybe early season, and then king on him during the rut. In finding potentially where he's going to be running in that area versus a buck in an area, say like Big Woods, where maybe his home range is a lot larger because he's got to cover more area to get more food and then find more does, maybe lower deer densities. And you have a lot larger area you're working with there with a specific buck and maybe a lot less likelihood you're going to run into him on any particular funnel versus an area that has higher diversity and he's going to be sucked into an area a little bit more during the right. And that's something we need to look at on the GPS studies. Yeah. I would have liked it. So is that a good question? Yeah. Dr. Chamberlain,
1: I wished I I'd wished have thought of this question. We're getting I, wish, back on, it's all good. I wish we would ask would have asked him is there a difference in how far these bucks are traveling depending on deer density? Like if you have, or maybe like does to bucks or bucks to does, how fa- are are they more confined in the rut related to the number of does and the number of bucks?
0: That's a great question.
1: All right, we need to put that
0: one down. You better write that one down, <laughs> yeah, because I will not remember. You'll, it. you'll forget that one. You know, that's a great question. Like, does does buck movement in the rut, especially mature buck movement, does that differ based off the deer density in the area and buck to doe ratio? Oh, I'd love to know. That, that is a that's a great question. And also, also again, I would want to know how does habitat play a factor into that? You know, again, if you have highly diverse habitat, does that play a factor? Per my theory, it's a theory here. I'm not saying it's 100 percent true, but. If with really high deer densities or just really high diversity areas does that limit, you know, as much movement in the rut where they're not traveling out as far versus an area where it's, you know, low diversity, you know, more of a monoculture, uh, as Andrew says, so you can get some brownie points from Old Chamberlain, Um <laughs> And, you know, in that situation, they just have to – or in lower deer, lower deer density, so they just have to cover more area to actually breed. I think that would be very, very interesting, Mike.
2: Kind of kind of going back to the the first deer that we looked at on the GPS study that we got, okay, the one down on South Alabama. I don't know, WMA. I don't know. I'm just All trying right. to see how
0: this is going to go into this conversation.
2: Well, we went – we looked at him uh, through – from basically October through the end of that deer season. So we looked at him pre-rut and during the rut remember and it before the rut he was like very concentrated he was like going to one food plot and he was basically feeding in one maybe two or three different bottoms Mm -hmm. Uh, and then in the rut he expanded his area and he covered a larger area but that core really stayed the same I mean he still spent most of his time in that in that core area but one thing that like looking back we noticed a lot of those nighttime pins from his core in October and November became daytime pins during the rut where he was familiar with his area and he was going through there a lot. And that's, that kind of lends itself to what Bobby's talking about, where if you get three nighttime pictures of him in October in that spot, uh, there's a good chance he's still going to be coming through that area in the rut during daytime. So it's something to like kind of tuck away. So you're not necessarily wasting your time in October. Cause I don't want to give people the wrong impression. Cause I hate how we talk about it like, oh, early season's hopeless. You can't – got to get so close. Well, people do it every year. There's hundreds and thousands of bucks killed across the south every year in early season with a bow. Uh, So I don't want to paint the picture like it's this impossible thing, but even if you don't kill them, if you can just find one and be in there and be looking at that sign and keeping up with it, you know, during the rut that that might work to your advantage. And I think the GPS data and Bobby – Kind of lend themselves to that.
1: Well, the that killed last year. I mean, he was there during the summertime. We found exactly. him. We got him on camera and he was killed in the exact same spot during the rut. Yeah, exactly. That, that,
0: that's, uh, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, I know so many people, my uncles included, on different clubs. You get a deer in September, October, maybe don't get tracked, don't get a picture of the deer for maybe a little bit of November, then the rut's in December, then all of a sudden that buck's getting killed in the exact same spot he was in early season. Yep. And well, he, but he's bumping a dough in that area. Mm-hmm. This podcast is supported by Mark's
2: Outdoors. If you're from around Birmingham, you know of a a staple in the hunting community here, and that would be Mark's Outdoors. They've been in business in the same location for over 40 years, family owned and operated, and they have a reputation for being one of the best bow shops in the Southeast. As we inch closer and closer to deer season, if you haven't already, it's time to dust off that bow and make sure that she's ready to roll for this hunting season. Go stop by Mark's Outdoors and check out their archery counter with Mark and Robbie, two guys I've known for years, excellent bow techs. They've worked on my bow since I started bow hunting. They got all the knowledge and accessories that you need to get ready to rock for this bow season. While you're in there, also make sure you check out their gun counter. They got a ton of nice rifles for everything from AR platforms to nice deer rifles, and a bunch of nice shotguns as well. They also have one of the best knife selections in Alabama. I mean, really nice stuff. All kinds of custom knives in there, and their ammo selection is just unbeatable as well. We're thrilled to have Mark's Outdoors on board, and we thank them for supporting the podcast. Now we're going to ask you guys to go support them.
1: Another thing that those two places have in common, though, is there there is higher deer densities in those both of those locations too, though. Yep, definitely. Um, it would be a little bit different than Black Warrior, I'm afraid. And I would like to see like some data on something low more like, more like that, low deer density, mm-hmm. um, deer having to travel a whole lot further, uh, that kind of thing. So
2: yeah, that's a good that's a good question right there. Good topic. Yeah, that's a really interesting topic, because for early season, like... Jacob's gonna make fun of me but like yeah I haven't had a whole lot of time put out cameras this year
0: yeah I got two cell cameras in the closet behind us in the box (laughs) still in the box (laughs) listen I don't know if y'all remember y'all need to go back and listen to episodes last last year it was brutal Uh, everybody everybody was just they were just tearing me apart man Jacob you got these nice cameras in the box what are you doing with them blah 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 did you ever take that lone wolf custom gear camera out of the box yeah it's out of the box thank you very much has it ever been on a tree (laughs) in my my front yard yeah (laughs) the same tree it was in last Hey, but listen! <laughs> hey, listen! Listen now! You're doing the exact same thing with two cell cameras now. Listen. Hey, I
2: look. You can you can excuses. say that when I get through the deer season without putting them out. But you've been through a whole deer season
0: and two summers without putting it out. That one camera? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Just I, I'm kind of worried. I don't want to get it stolen. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I paid like 190 or 200 bucks for it. I was like, I don't want to get stolen. Yeah, it's, it's better as a closet ornament. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, didn't you say you might have left a camera out there though? In that thicket, you were like, I can't remember if I have a camera there or not. There, there, yeah, there could be a camera left out there. Dude, what an Easter egg that
0: would be. Probably be terrible because the, I think the ca- well, there we, uh, it's probably a stealth cam. How did we switch out with, for a Tasco? If it's a Tasco, it might actually have some decent photos and videos. The stealth cam looked like you're looking at a fish finder, looking like you're looking at a, a uh, Garmin live LiveScope That's fish a terrible.
2: Finder. But this early season, I'm going to, I'm actually putting one of those stealth cameras out. This week. That's what he or said next week.
0: five episodes ago.
2: As soon as I can get out there. <laughs>
0: That's what he said six episodes ago. I well, guess. I already know the
2: spot because it's a spot I've hunted a couple of years, and there's always a buck in there, and it's overlooked, and it's just there's a always sign, always deer, hard to access, um, and well, I just want a cell camera. You, you
0: going to walk me into the spot?
2: Yeah. I'll show you where it is. You, you know you know where it is. We talked about it last year. I hunted it last oh, year. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Where old uh, Caribou lose at.
2: I can't say, it. I want to say this one thing so bad, I can't say it, will give it away. Oh, son! So, there's a there's a little draw and a scrape uh, that comes uh, out. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's always feed sign. Uh-huh. And I want to put a cell camera right there so I can see what time they're coming out. Okay. Because the problem is, I didn't that put a good. camera. I'm
0: glad this was a video episode. That was a great example. That, yeah. was, that was a great...
2: Well, because last year when I hunted <laughs> it, I hunted it one time in the afternoon and they came out early and what? When, you hunt down it? the hill down the hill
0: okay okay okay.
2: yeah um anyways i hunted it one time <laughs> last year and it was two or maybe it was here before that i was gonna say
0: i don't think you hunted it last year oh man that's
2: what i'm saying holy smokes well anyways i hunted it and there's a lot of deer in there there's a lot of fresh buck sign in there like two For or three years in a row now because yeah. i did scout it last year and uh i just need to know when they're coming out had, some,
0: had some locals in there say that they like last year i ran some locals they were like yeah there's a couple big deer in here we just can't kill them well this is where
2: not where they're hunting this so anyways (laughs) um that's gonna be one of the spots but for early season (laughs) this year i'm just i'm kind of looking at it like
0: uh you know i'm looking at it what not so much alabama but tennessee and illinois i think me and Mike, Mike's like Mike's about to change up his work schedule. We we about to be weekend warriors, man. He, he's, he's i about told to he's, him about I'm to he's about so, to, he's about so to, tempted to go p r dude. He's about to be riding north with me in the, in the old Yoda. Get it, son. Get up there. Dude, that'd be awesome. We'd be tag teaming. Listen, hey, you go that. There's a couple spots that that'd be awesome.
1: Awesome. I can't believe you ditched on Missouri. Well,
0: you know you can't. I feel like third. <laughs> Hours of vacation time as of right now for the rest of the year because everything else I've already taken out for this year. Mm. So, till you go full time with this, son? Yeah, we'll see. Kick the old day. So, and I'm I'm using a COVID card for another hunt that I can't talk about.
1: I may not give you that
0: COVID card, bro. You got to hook. You got to go to Missouri. Oh, dude, it'd be a, it'd be terrible. That's such a long drive for as short as I could hunt. It'd be terrible. Like I could do weekend trips to the Illinois place I'm talking about going, or. uh Tennessee, same thing. You probably
1: need that COVID card before. The COVID card before. Yeah. For what? Since COVID is pretty rampant right now.
0: It's cor Yeah.
1: You need to use that COVID card a little bit earlier.
0: Man, you're gonna get in trouble. No, but no, but the other, the other one, I, the, the other one is gonna be a, like a legit seven ten day hunt, and I'm gonna. <clears throat> <clears throat> don't worry about gas. Ahem. I not gonna give up too much details, but we're definitely gonna. I'm gonna need the old COVID card for that one. Son. So. I don't know, man. This early season, I
2: feel like I'm just gonna kind of wing it. I'm I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go in and I'm gonna look yeah, for sign. You look sign, at
0: bro. You know. No, I'll say, I'll say this. There are certain areas that I think, based off trail cameras, we kind of have an idea. especially roll around here, kind of what can happen. I'll tell you where we hunt early season, but I'm not gonna say it on the podcast. The place where you scouted that you get real excited about about a month ago. Oh, that place. Because we were doing, where, we're gonna do. Listen, we got it's, it's a drive, it's, it's a drive. But that's where we're gonna go and we're gonna do some spot and stock. Dude, I'm telling you. Like, I'm, I'm so we're grabbing so a grabbing the, grabbing the spot and scope, grabbing binos and tripods, and it's going to be awesome. Dude, I'm like, so real. excited about like, that. That's
2: that's all, I was map scouting. It. I wasted like two hours at work today, map <sighs> scouting that.
1: So, Jacob and Tyler uh, on the trip this year. We
2: had a blast, bro. Yeah. It was they great. Were, Wait, we oh, All right. So, are we good on Bobby right now? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Unless good know, on Bobby? Bobby? All right. Velvet hunt. Let's talk.
1: Yeah. So, they were really disappointed in me this year um just a, oh yeah i i've not been on my a game this year like i just i don't know i just have not been feeling it like i have the past um me screwing a, a back for two months and barely being able to walk really just put oh, yeah, a, i remember that yeah i mean it put it a, a, a real damper on, damper on everything You're like man um, my
2: back hurts so i really want to walk outside when it's 98 degrees i just really wanted to
1: walk yeah. Without hurting, <laughs> I mean, I went and got oh, a needle yeah. put in my back. By
0: the way, how's your back doing now? I haven't even oh, asked it, you about it.
1: It's it's good. Okay, right I now. didn't even think about it. That. It's bothered me a couple of times. Yeah. Um, just tweaking it at work, um, you know, lifting patients, and I, that may be what kicked it off to begin with. But it's fine right those now.
0: Squats, baby. Yeah. <laughs> work on the squats.
1: So, but yeah, that put a damper on things, and I don't know. It just kind of got me. I don't know. Just hadn't haven't been in it like I have before. like Lack you know, of summer scout. Lack of summer scouting because I've been pretty hardcore like all year round. Do you, and do you think
2: that might end up helping you, though? Because here's, here's my thing, and we've talked about this on the podcast, like every year we've done this, is every summer I scout really hard and I find a bunch of stuff that I get hung up on and I either uh, overcommit to it and it sucks or I never even go back to it. So, like, my summer scouting is wasted.
1: I usually don't overcommit to anything. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Jacob's like, yes, yes, you do. (laughs) Uh, So, I don't think that that's it. Like, I I would like to know, like, where these big bucks are, at least their general general area. Um, But um, I don't know. Like, maybe, you know, just going in, boots on the ground during season, covering some ground, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, uh, the hot weather too like I don't know maybe it's just because I'm getting bummer. older <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> like they were, they were out driving around up there and I was I stayed in, back at the hotel Man. like most of the time I, I edited video slept edit one time videos. slept
2: slept slept some more yeah oh you can't be, nah uh-uh. alright let's keep going yeah let's keep going so I'm so going to to that j- yeah
1: no I can get you right there right now <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jacob, um, he he has no problem sleeping anywhere.
0: anywhere. You you gave an example earlier that I thought was hilarious. To see, I don't know if you'll bring it up again. Talk about like I could sleep anywhere, and you gave an example of like
1: on you, the sun. Yes, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: He was talking about how hot it was out there, and he's like, "Oh well, I couldn't sleep. It was so hot out there." I said, "Jacob, you could sleep on the sun. Like yep. there, you wouldn't have any problem sleeping <laughs> anywhere." And this joker, oh Nick, uh, Nick there. He uh, messaged me while I was up there, and uh, we were talking about um, him sleeping. I, I posted a little Instagram story, and uh, Jacob's over there snoring in the uh, in the parking lot before we went in. And, I mean, he was sawing some logs. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, it was pretty rough.
0: Like, dude, dude listen, hold on, hold on. We, we we get to this place, bro, and it's it's been a long weekend. We never had more than four hours of sleep at any one time. We like, like we. <laughs> <laughs> he slept about every two, I, three hours. I was going to say, were you ever awake for more than four hours at a time? He's, he's, you might have,
1: said, you I'm might talking, have okay, stayed awake at, on the at, drive at, somewhere, at, but then you were like snoring like listen, five minutes after we stopped. At
0: night, we never slept more than four hours.
1: You didn't need to. You got twelve hours of sleep every single day.
2: <laughs> Jacob spent three hundred fifty dollars on a license <laughs> and drove and all sleep. the way up to Tennessee to go up there and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, took two vacation days. He really days. did.
1: He, I heard so much snoring this trip. Like every no time lie. I
2: saw him, every single time anybody posted anything on Instagram, Jacob was snoozing. Dude, it, was, our, it was noon, bro. It our last
1: a- day out. Okay. <laughs> I'm in some I'm on the edge of some cover mm-hmm. he's way out in the middle of the field okay I was like Jacob, I was like if you if you want to go out there you know we'll have to get out there early you know to, to make sure we don't bump any deer I said if you want to get out there I said um, you'll be out in the open I said but if you get tucked in those beans you don't realize how cool those beans are when you get down low underneath them like I mean it's just like it drops 20 degrees. So oh, he goes yeah. out there. <laughs> I expected him to, you know, kick back for a little bit and peek his head up. All right. He's showing up like a red dot scope for me, like out in this field. He was a, wearing it was blaze ter- orange. It
0: was a terrible location.
1: Blaze orange hat, blaze orange vest. I mean, at as you three, should at three hundred yards, like I mean, he was glowing in the sun. So,
0: and I'm ginger, so definitely yeah, that doesn't was, help.
1: Yeah, he's got lobster arms or had lobster arms yeah, the other day. I took pictures of it instead of lobster legs. But anyways, so I expect him to, you know, check up every now he's and then. He's thinking
0: like whack-a-mole, like we pop it up every 30 seconds or something.
1: No, just like every, you know, 20 or 30 minutes would have been good. <laughs> Jacob disappeared for over an hour, mm-hmm. and Second. then he pops up. Gives it a good couple of minutes, a good stretch. He stands up. I'm in glow, and I'm like, holy cow. Like, what are you doing standing up, bro? <laughs>
0: That's the reason why, because when I sat down, I could only see, like, I could see to the east of us. I can't see back behind me to the north, and I couldn't see super hard to the south. So, so, and if I stood up, I was exposed like a mofo. So, I'm like, I just got to wait until, like, prime time, and then I'm going to stand up, and hopefully I can shoot something before it freaking sees me.
1: So, he disappears for another hour. <laughs> yeah. And then pops back up, gives him a nice little stretch again. And then he's gone. All right, it's getting prime time now, okay? Sun's already gone down. It's getting that, you know, just grayish look. The golden color is gone. He's not glowing anymore. I'm like, where's Jacob at? I was like, I hear the birds cutting up. I was like, he must be sleeping again. (laughs) And it's like, the birds cutting up. I was like, there's a deer down there somewhere. And then 10 minutes goes by, 20 minutes goes by, 30 minutes goes by, 45 minutes goes by. I was
0: watching those birds. I was looking down the canal. (laughs)
1: Then he pops up again. I'm like, oh, my God, thank you. Like, there could be a 200-inch buck down here. I can't see around the corner where he can see. I was like, you know, so anyways. But that was the whole trip. Jacob's up a ton. Jacob snored a ton. If Jacob was sleeping, he was snoring, which you you did say I was snoring on my stomach (laughs) one time.
0: Michael, what? yeah, he's taking knock. But I took Nyquil. Listen, there was Why one. I took Nyquil. It, it, it was like, I think it, it was, was 1130. It was, Thursday, it was Friday night because it was after the first day, and I'm sitting there. I can't go to sleep. It's kind of crazy because like, I was all fired up. I was, thought we were going to do a podcast. I was all fired up. They all wanted to go to bed. It was like 11, and I'm sitting there, and Mike is out. Quick! He's like, he's like, dude. He's like, don't. no, no. He, this is what Michael said. He's like, hold on, no, no. He's like, he's like, listen. He's like, don't fall asleep before me. I'm like, what? He's like, don't fall asleep before me. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't want to hear his snoring. And then listen, bro. And he, it's not thirty. No, it's probably not forty five seconds. And I start hearing him snore. I'm like, that's so I'm sitting, that's what we do with. I know, every time. And then I'm sitting there. I'm like, and he's like, he's on a stomach, but he's like, I don't know. He's like, it's bladder than I thought it would be. And I'm like. Dude, I can't go to sleep right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm sitting there exactly. tasting your own medicine, exactly. I, was, I was like, probably like 15 minutes, and I'm like, all right, forget it. I'm rolling over, dude. I'm just going to like just yeah.
1: go. 11.30, I'm like, all right. I was like, I'm going to bed. I got to go to bed. Because we're
0: waking up at like. Hold on. Early. Hold
1: on. I'm getting to this, okay? Hold on. So I take NyQuil, okay? So I'd gotten out the previous morning really super early. 2 o'clock. Like,
0: if- he's up, and I wake him at 2.15, and he's like. Dude, I didn't know what time it was. He's like, he's dressed, dude. Like, he had already taken a shower. He's dressed. And he's like, hey, man. And I'm like, what time? He's like you, like, you about to go out? He's like, yeah, I'm about to go out. I'm like, I roll over to see my phone. I'm like, oh, my God, it's 2.15. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the first one to my spot, man. He's
1: got me scared these days. He's got me thinking everybody's going to be there at 3 o'clock in the morning. First person didn't even come by till like, 5.45. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, you get three hours of sleep with the truck, man. you good.
1: So, anyways, anyways, so <laughs> – You know, the next day, I was not going to wake up that early. Well, so I take NyQuil, all right? (laughs) 11.30. I'm like, okay, I got a good four or five hours. Jacob sets his alarm clock for like 2 in the morning. I'm like, what the? I was like, he's like, we got to be up in like three hours. I said, three hours? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> this is after he shotgunned it, dude. He's I like, just, he's like swigs the freaking
1: Yeah, I didn't pour it in a cup or anything. I just took a big swig of Nyquil. That's the reason why I was snoring. Dude, he was out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I'm was I like, was like, why are you taking it? Like, dude, we got to be up in like three hours. Like, what? Like, <laughs> what do you mean three like, hours? i sleeping in, man. It, it, so, it was, anyways, That was funny, dude.
2: Yep. Okay, Jacob, I'll give you a chance to to defend yourself. Did, were you asleep in the beans?
0: No, no, I wasn't even in the beans. So, where I was, so the Jacob every, Myers, I was I swear to God, I, I, As God I, is your witness, God's my witness, right here. I'm you never you right slept, at, not, not, not that, not on that hunt. <laughs> the the <laughs> last evening,
1: the last evening, you didn't sleep. No, not one bit. No,
0: I got hot. I was freaking. T- look, go look at my phone. I got photos of me. It was too miserable. So where I was sitting at, there's like some like tall. Whatever that vegetation is, it's not reeds. It's it's some kind of tall grass thing or something. I, I was about as big around as like a dowel rod. About as big around as your pinky. Is that the Is that the, the is that, picture yeah, you posted? Yeah, it's got, yeah, yeah. That's where I was sitting. Yellow flowers. And there's like the, I, I was I think ex- it was partridge pea. Okay, it was huge. I mean, it was like. Well, I mean, it was huge. It was like. Just at head high. But the problem is, where I was sitting at.
1: What? I think he's talking about something different than the one with the little yellow flowers.
0: No, 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 it's the one with the little. Because I think you I. You weren't talking I, about
1: those little green ones you were talking yeah, about? Yeah, real thing. straight. Yeah. Two different things.
0: No, it, I posted a photo. I, okay. Show me a picture. I'll be able to tell you. Hold on one Well, second. the
2: plants up there get a lot. They have the same plants that we do, but they get way, 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 way bigger. Whatever's behind me right there. Uh, yeah, I'm almost positive that's partridge pea. Anyway.
0: Let me see. Hold on, I'm zooming in. On. There we go.
1: No, that's not. That's not the one that I thought you were talking about. I thought you were talking about the one next to yeah, the road. Yeah, thing. And the wet sure. stuff. No, yeah, no, no. Remember those skinny like little. It like reeds. Yeah.
0: But, th- no, this stuff. Anyways. Yeah, so, hummingbirds,
1: were they around that stuff? Dude, with th- you? they were trying they to get in my were, ear. Yeah. Or they were like. They were <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> no, they're trying to get. <laughs> oh, that brings circles. up. I know. Yeah, oh, God. Th- listen, this is we, so funny. Jesus.
0: <laughs> calm down, Michael. Calm down. Keep together. Anyways. So, no, I'm sitting there. I'm on the back side of, like, a little, um, like, a little berm. And it's, like, I wanted to sit on top of the berm so I could see, like, a little bit. I could see better. Like, I could see, like, you know, 180 degrees or maybe a little bit more than 180 degrees. But I was so exposed. I'm, like, there's no way. Like, if I sit there, you know, it's at that Partridge Bee, whatever it is. But it's, like, when I sat there, it was, like, my head, like my upper body, was still exposed. Even sitting down, I'm like, "There's no way I can sit this." So I've got to sit lower. So there was like a drainage ditch right there. So I sat down below the like the high spot at the edge of this drainage ditch, and uh, that partridge piece was behind me. I was trying to sit in the shade of it. Like I was sitting in it. I mean, I've got freaking dude. There's bumblebees. Bzz, bzz, the, they're, oh. they're, 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 no, it's all good. They are just all over the. Uh, there's flowers and all that stuff, and they didn't bother me. And like the freaking hummingbirds, like buzzing by my ear the whole time. They're like right in front. Sure, of my face. one of them big old moths. No, it was it was hummingbirds. Like okay. Yeah, the, hummingbirds.
1: yeah, there were a lot of hummingbirds just there, there. Tons, tons of them.
0: them. Tons of. There's more hummingbirds than deer. I found out. Um. Anyway, but no, I was sitting there and I could see like down the little ditch, and then I could see I could see to like the I could see directly to like the northeast, east, and like a little bit to the southeast of where I was facing. Okay. Because it was, you know, it was afternoon, had my back to the sun. But I'm sitting there, and I'm like, when I go to, if I go to, like, stand up, I'm so exposed. So, like, literally, I have to, like, see a deer. Or when I come up, I've got to be looking very quickly for a deer and quickly be able to get a shot. And you better hope it's a shooter. Because if it ain't a shooter, you're busted, and that's it. That's how it was. And I was only, like, I wasn't super far, you know, off the, I was, I, I don't know, 180 yards, 200 yards from tree line. So, not, like, super far from tree line. So, something can pop out and see you. When you stood up, Michael's giving me a look of disapproval.
1: Not super far, two hundred yards. That's a long ways
0: to me, at least. I'm six point five PRC over here. I'm not talking about shooting distance. I'm talking about like visual distance like they can see. <laughs> anyways, but um, anyways, so I had to sit down most of the time, and like I would actually for a while. Actually, one time I stood up and I had my hat in my hand, so I had my, all my orange. But I put my beanie thing, my uh, my face mask over my head. Like, cover all, you know, all my ginger whiteness and and stood up. I don't know if you saw me that time. I, I, I saw did. you
1: stand up one time and look through your scope because I asked you that, what you that, saw. That
0: was way later. No, I've stood up okay. probably three, three at least three other times. Yeah. But, but I would take the hat off and I'd hold the hat in my hand, but I'd pull up, uh, the face mask over the top of my head a little bit so I could, like, get up and have a little bit of camouflage up here. Mm. Um Anyways. And I was just so exposed. The sun was beaming down on me. And I had to wait until the sun got behind those clouds as it was setting before I felt like I could stand up and not be like, so like like, you said, like red dot. Yeah, absolutely. Because it was, it was a terrible spot. And the thing was, where I was at and where these big tracks were coming out, it could be, th- I mean, it literally could be, you know, 270 degrees around me at any point. Like, a deer could stand up out of the beans and then I'm screwed. So, I, it was, I almost thought about like just walking to the tree line. I almost did it. But I was like, nah, I'm already out here because of the wind and everything. I'm just gonna. You know, deal with it. But yeah, it was a terrible spot. But no, no, I will say at the uh, last 45 minutes, I got, no, I did, I did get tired, but I never like took a nap or anything. No, I'm being honest. I'm being straight up honest with you.
1: So on the last, on the, on that last evening that we're talking about, yeah. I was sitting up there and oh, I'm is... facing north, okay? Yeah. So I can't see anything behind me because I have mature trees and, and timber behind me. Well, all of a sudden, like, I look up. This is like right as prime time is getting here. I Look up and I'm seeing like a gray cloud. And I'm like, out in front of me is blue skies as far as you can see, not a cloud in the sky. I look behind me and I'm like, oh crap, where did that come from?
0: And then I'm fl- I'm throwing my hands up in there. I'm like, dude, we get GTFO. <laughs> we got to get the hell out of here. bro. So I start packing up. I but see no, him. Well, the, whole, the reason? Well, did you see my like frantic of like?
1: I saw him packing up real quick, and I was like, okay. Well, like, I know something's behind me. I can't see what it is yet, but I know something's behind me. Well, I get all my stuff packed up before him. He's still got, like, a 200-yard hike over there to me. So I go out in the field, and I look around, and these clouds look so black. (laughs) I mean black. And all of a sudden, like, the wind, the wind, dude, it it went from zero miles per hour to so probably like 30, 30 mile per hour yeah, 30, dust. 35, yeah. Holy smoke. like out of nowhere no no
0: no it wasn't out of nowhere I'm watching it for an hour and a half well. come towards us and I'm like <laughs> yeah, hey, maybe, I can't maybe, see it. maybe it's gonna stop maybe it's gonna stop and then you get to the point I'm like oh shit <laughs> and this dude it's just coming and I'm like oh dude like I'm like I'm looking I'm looking at Mike I'm looking over at Mike because I stood up at this point point. Mean, it's prime time and I'm like I'm looking at it I'm looking at Mike I'm like dude we gotta get it. Lightning! I mean, just lightning striking the ground out there, just on the other side of the field. You know, this is a pretty large area that we're at, and on the way down to the the south of us, I'm looking and I can just see it like coming, and it's like like air to ground lightning. Yeah, yeah, air to ground oh,
1: lightning. Uh, you can see like you know all of the rain, like a, a uh, wall of rain like a coming down. Of rain, yeah huge.
0: But I'm, not, I'm, I'm okay about the. I'm okay getting wet. That's not a problem. Yeah, but it's the lightning, and you're exposed where we were at. In a field. You're no, really the tallest dude, thing out there. Dude, <laughs> right. I'm like, uh, that that's what was freaking me out. I'm like, dude, oh, I'm get, we're out of here, bro. <laughs> so You're in a metal pole, basically. So, it,
1: like, once I see the lightning, I'm starting to, like, chuck it a little bit faster. Like, next time I look around, Jacob's, like, 150 yards behind me. He wore the, uh, the like, oh, muck-type boots.
0: Yeah, I had some rubber boots on it, dude. It, oh man bad idea
1: he, he was like gimping they, like he, they, they were hurting his feet so bad
0: they had um I, don't, I had to roll them down they were so freaking tight for some reason on my left uh shin like as you're like super hot i, mean, I should have never wear those rubber boots on that hunt because it was so hot like your feet just like swell it was uh, terrible ugh. but it had pressure on the outside of my left leg like just above the ankle probably like four or five inches and um it literally made my left foot numb, but it was like a sharp pain numb because like the pressure was put on the nerve right there. Dude. So like I had to roll them down. I mean, dude, it was it was bad. Yeah. We got in there. I was like, man, I'm about to go barefoot, dude, for real. Uh, so I was like, I should have wore the lowest.
1: Yeah. Back to the hummingbirds, okay. So we're going back in time a little bit to the middle of the. Wait. So, what happened our, with the storm? Uh,
0: you had to you had to run away. Got, oh yeah, we, we trucked it out of there, and we barely made it. And dude, I'm that t- happened to me twice. Hey, hey, listen, the wind was blowing so hard. I'm looking at a dirt road like way out from us, and I'm looking like in one direction, like where the storms kind of come from, and I'm just seeing all this dirt and dust like going airborne, flying. It looked like a dust storm. Like, oh it, it was <laughs> not, yeah. Like, listen, it wasn't just some little thunderstorm, bro. It was wild violence. And the win. problem was we had no cell signal, so it's not like I could pull up the weather, you know, like on the, like the weather channel app or anything mm. and look and see what's kind of coming. Because I saw this thing when I sat down, I could see it. Yeah. You know, at like three o'clock, I could see it, it's just tall thunderstorm clouds, and I could tell it was a thunderstorm, just real tall clouds, and there's right. nothing else around it. And it was like slowly coming our way. I'm like, okay, it'll be here probably like nine o'clock at night. it will be after dark. Yeah. We'll, we'll be good. And I'm like, okay, maybe the deer can get on their feet a little bit beforehand. Get on their feet a little earlier. Yeah, right? you see that rolling in? You're like, okay. yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And dude, I mean, right around like, you know, six thirty, I'm like, man, that's it's it's getting real dark. You know, the clouds are getting real dark, and they're coming. I'm like, man, I don't know about this. Like seven o'clock hits, and you know it's not like getting dark to like seven fifty, like, mm-hmm. like legit dark. And it's like seven o'clock, and I'm like, dude, that that's like it's coming. It, I could see the wall right now. I can see the lightning. Coming through, and I'm like the first shelf cloud comes over us, and it, that's what when you know the light dropped, whatever, like it kind of covered the sun. And the sun was what not even fully set in the you know you see,
1: you see those light looking clouds up against the dark clouds where that wind is coming through, and it's, yeah. and, and
0: it's ripping. And it was that wall of air hits us, and I'm like Mike, and I'm like I throw <laughs> my stuff together. And I'm like, dude, yeah. we gotta go, man, because so, we were yeah. we were good ways, we were pretty freaking good ways. Yeah, ahead, we dude. were. We were probably. Well, not what, 2%? right at a mile or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, something like that, something yeah. like that. <laughs> so anyways,
1: uh, I'm next to the mature trees, so I've got like 40-foot trees above me. Like, I'm hearing stuff cracking and popping behind me with that wind. Like, oh. he's out in the bean field, so I, I got out away from that a little bit, but, I mean, we trucked it back. We barely made it back.
0: Oh, man. Dude, it was, but, it was, it was bad. All back, right, hummingbirds. Back to the hummingbirds. Okay.
1: So... The hummingbirds are all over those flowers and stuff. So I'm set up on the ground. I'm in this little honey hole watching this bean field, and um, honey hole, huh? So, um, so I get up. So they're already. Was there? They're they're already, (laughs) you know, trying to get in the little hole in your hat, Uh, because that happened to me the last time we were up there too. They tried. They see that little hole and they're like, oh, you know, nectar. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. (laughs)
0: You think we're so, joking? Yeah, you really do. They're like, and like, oh, there's an ear too. Let's check that out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah.
1: So I get up and I'm I'm have to take a piss. So I turn around and I start pissing, and as soon as that first drop hits like a leaf, <laughs> I have this hummingbird come, <laughs> and he's like. Right in front of me, at my chest. Okay, he's like seriously. He's eyeballing for. A- he's like he's like he's like two foot from my from my like chest and face, and he's just like, Vroom. and I'm like, oh, this could get bad really, really quick. <laughs> then, then all of a sudden, you're
2: the only person that's ever been threatened by a hummingbird. <laughs> so,
1: so then that, so as I'm thinking, as I'm thinking. Oh, this could get bad really quick. He went woof, woof, down to my waist <laughs> level, and I'm like, and he's just like,
2: I. <laughs> no.
1: Dead serious. I cannot.
2: I, can move your I, can-
1: I cannot make this up, guys. I swear on my life. He drops down. <laughs> he drops down, and he's just like, looking like, I'm like, no. <laughs> this is not nectar <laughs> flowing from <laughs> me do not even think about it I, do this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. Ooh,
1: I didn't know what I was supposed to do did like you just, did you just swat it I don't I don't know what I did I, I think I just froze like I was just thinking oh man I don't know what's about to happen You're but like,
2: I, I I don't, don't want to hurt you little hummingbird <laughs> yeah
1: I didn't want that home bird to hurt me.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh my God. so so how did that resolve?
1: Well, he he stayed there and he really eyed me. I, I I'm dead serious <laughs> when I say I think he I think the thought <laughs> crossed his mind, <laughs> but it never happened. So thank God. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my
2: gosh. Woo. Oh man. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you got squared up by a hummingbird. Did you, Would you say that? Oh, yeah. He sized me hum- up, that's for sure. <laughs> would you say that you felt sexually harassed by the hummingbird? <laughs> yeah.
1: I was just hoping he didn't think that that was a flower and that was nectar that he was wanting to get. Oh, my God. Oh,
2: my gosh. Wow, man.
0: Yep, I've never heard anything like that before. Yeah, I, I,
1: that's my thought. I was like, well, oh. this is going to be a first.
0: Dude, should, should we... Should we talk about Tyler and what he, how he described things? Oh my,
1: there's so much we need to talk about. Like this is going to be a long podcast. It should be
0: a bonus episode.
1: Yeah, there was some funny moments. Tyler come by, so Tyler brought a bicycle to ride around.
2: Oh man, Jacob was making fun of them. He's like Clay and Tyler said they're bringing bikes, and I, w- I was messing with them. In the group message, I was like, oh yeah, great idea. He's like, they're not going to be able to use bikes. And then Jacob was up there for like two hours. He's like, I wish I would brought a bike. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, we're uh, we're headed out to this one hunting spot. Me, Tyler, and Jacob. And so I leave because oh, yeah. Tyler's about to leave out on the bike, and oh. I know he's going to pass me, and we're going really far back in there. So I was like, I'm going to go ahead and get a head start. That so I get hundreds of yards out through there, mm-hmm. and all of our, all of a sudden I hear, and I turn around and look. Here comes Tyler on his little bicycle. He's got no shirt on. He's got the uh, the um, orange vest wrapped over his shoulder, and he just comes flying past me. And uh, I said, "What the?" I was like, "So the Instagram story said straight out of Geraldine."
2: He <laughs> <laughs> comes cruising by.
1: Yeah, it's like you know, just imagine yourself walking out through there, and then here comes this little, <laughs> it's old
2: <ginger> <laughs> this old ginger, this old shirtless old.
1: Shirtless ginger on a bicycle <laughs> just flying past you. With a rifle. With a rifle. <laughs> uh, like and then this. we get like half a mile away. Off in the distance, we can see Jacob <laughs> he's just left and here he comes. I don't even then we waited. We waited till you got there. And
0: where we waited at is where I sat and hunted. I thought I was gonna kill a slammer right there too. Mm. Had a bunch of does come in but no bucks. But yeah. uh what?
1: No, I, I was gonna Um
0: so I also we had had a celebrity hunt with us over the weekend. I know he's probably listening to this too. <laughs> had old PK, old Palmetto kid, old Doug White hunted with us. Drove up from uh, old South Florida. Him and his dad Tony, and uh, and hunted with us. And, well, not say hunted with us, but he came up and hunted. And uh, on Thursday they came. I think they got up there early. in the week. They might have got up there Tuesday. Scouted a whole bunch, uh, but they were on some different public, and they weren't really finding much. You know, sign. When it came to fields and everything else. And I was like, dude, you only come up here and we glass this one field and check it out. And we all went out there and, uh, you know, hung out with them. And it was kind of funny. Um, you know, we went out and, and glass some cool deer. Um, I saw a couple does and this jacked up looking, I call it drop time buck. Michael's like, I don't think it's a drop time buck. If you zoom in on him, man, I'm about to show you. I'm about to, I got to show you. anyway. Clay
1: called it a droop, droop the droop, droop time buck because it was it's, almost like his main memes just <laughs> dropped off real. Yeah, real sharp. Looked like a caribou. Yep. I was yeah, very upset. He, did.
2: that he didn't shoot it, and mm-hmm. then I got on the phone with Jacob, and he said it was actually small. But the angle you filmed it at, it looked really big. No, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it, but it, it, it was a good I mean, angle for him because any deer like quartering away mm-hmm.
0: looks really big. Yeah, I mean, his times <laughs> were like maybe three inches at the most well i know his tines were little but but his main, his main beam just goes up it's it's a deer i've seen deer like that before but the thing is also it was the day before the hunt so i didn't have a fire with me plus what i was looking for on that hunt wasn't that deer um but i think when i saw him come out in the field i actually got to watch him pretty good he popped out only like 150 yards from me i thought i was busted 100 percent thought i was busted <clears throat> and i have looked at him and i'm pretty sure he's probably a three and a half year old just has a weird rack but uh that was literally the biggest buck i saw the whole hunt Man.
1: Yeah, the biggest one I saw was an eight-point. He was about 100 yards off of public on private. Uh, besides that one, it was just um, two little two little dink bucks. I had it like three yards. Yep. No lie, like three yards. It was right after the hummingbird incident. I was um, I had some does out in the field, and I was leaning up to readjust, and these two bucks are already like 20 yards away from me, and they're coming down. They're in between me and my truck. coming down like the main Mm. entrance to the field and i look around i'm like holy crap like there's a deer right there and so i tuck back in they both come by like three yards did they bust you no never busted me but i'll tell you this i got video they went probably about 50 yards down uh the inside of the field edge right right next to me As soon as they heard the first truck come by, they took off and went 200 yards to the middle of the field where the cover was, all the way across, as fast as they freaking could. Interesting. Just at the cracking of the gravel.
2: Do you think that's a... I was talking to you about this. Do you think that's a response from the pressure from last year?
1: I think it's a response from something that's happened this year, probably. Yeah, I think... These were young bucks.
0: Yeah, I think it was people probably riding roads a lot before the hunt came in trying last glass deer and just struggling to find deer
1: yeah what's crazy is last year i mean those mature bucks were out in the middle of that bean field even though they may have felt a little bit more secure i mean i was sitting up on my truck i had people coming by all afternoon and they would look up and that was it these deer shot i mean just like they were shot out of a cannon and just gone as soon as they heard that gravel popping yeah i mean it was crazy
2: was the pressure this year as bad as you thought it'd be
1: no, 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 no! But y'all there, are being so dramatic. Last
2: there,
0: year. there was there were some there were some funny there were some funny moments. Was <laughs> it
2: bad? How was it compared to last year?
0: I mean, it was more people. Yeah, there it was more people, it but it, wasn't it still bad. wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Interesting. So, I mean,
1: you had to worry about somebody possibly going to your spot. Oh, absolutely. But, but still, like, it wasn't like there were like ten it, or twenty people lined up. Yeah, it wasn't. To go like, to the same it, was, spot. it wasn't
0: like at every gate you'd have three or four vehicles. Yeah. Um, so it, that that was good, and you know. Didn't really have to have any. Never had any run-ins with like guys walking in on me in particular. So it, it was it was fine. Um, but you know, I'll say one thing. I think a lot of people got humbled on this hunt because I only know of two bucks that got killed. Oh yeah, on public land. On who's this, the, who's the second one? I'll tell you later. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, you know about both of them, the seven point, and then uh, Jeremy's. Yeah, back.
1: but I didn't know the. But I'm just saying. I, I just know of two bucks yeah, okay. that got killed.
0: Yeah. On the public land. So what yeah. I'm saying is. There was a lot of people, a lot more people hunted this year than last year, mm-hmm. and only two bucks were killed. And everybody thought it was going to be easy. I know so many people that all going to be a cakewalk, come out there, bean field, easy stuff, easy. And everybody no, got humbled. Sir. I mean, we got humbled, dude.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. We drove around. I mean, we covered a lot of miles, and we didn't see any big bachelor groups in fields like you know we'd glassed up yeah. previously.
2: Do you think that was the main problem? They just they're not in the fields. Yeah.
1: Well, we so nope.
0: We well. don't
1: we don't know what was going on. We don't. In my opinion, looking back on it, we talked about uh, them spraying. They were spraying. The, the day that I was hunting, I had um, a crop duster come by and spray for a solid two or three hours huh. right next to me. Um, we had tractors in field spraying um, the beans. We had uh, the moon, which was overhead at like basically midday to early afternoon. And at that time, I, th- I think it's just too hot. Uh, for them to be feeding at that time like it would be in more secure cover
2: it's like 98 degrees
1: yeah, yeah.
0: that was another thing yeah it was super hot this uh, year last year we had a hurricane came through that really changed up stuff and cooled everything down and now, this year's not
1: once i got into the woods we went to a different uh area I mean, once i got into the properties dude yeah once i got into the woods um on one of these properties and started looking around found a lot of sign and i was wondering hmm i was like i saw some acorns on the ground but i was like you know, I figured it was a little bit too early for that um, cuz they were red oaks and so I, we asked PK I said hey PK I was like are you finding that the deer are you know in the woods what are they cuz he had he had run into some deer in the woods uh bachelor group um and I asked him I was like you know what were they what were you focusing on like what was what were they feeding on and he said it was uh, persimmons and pawpaws. um he said the only ones that he were finding on the ground right now, as far as acorns, were red oaks, and that's what I'd found. He said, but they were really focusing on the uh, persimmons and pawpaws. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. <coughs> that's interesting.
1: Which is what we talked about. You know, we don't. Yeah. We don't really think about that that much because our season doesn't open up early enough to really focus on those really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we do hear a lot of other people talk about you know finding those types of trees and food sources. Yeah. So I th- I think it's something that. I told Jacob that we need to expand on, especially when we're going out of state is we need to get in that mindset of what they're going to be feeding on in these other areas versus what we're typically used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: Broaden your, your kind of knowledge of <clears throat> different regions and what you're gonna be dealing with. Yeah. But yeah, no, that was, that was a real issue. But PK dude, he hunted, uh, hunted with me Friday afternoon. He was dead home with me Friday afternoon. And, uh, I saw, uh, a small eight point probably two and a half year old eight point, uh, and um spike and i think eight like six does and uh his dad didn't see anything his dad sat in the spot where i saw the uh, called the drop time buck and then uh pk went to another side and um i don't know what pk saw i think he might have saw a couple of does i don't think he saw me i don't think he didn't see, see a buck um but anyways the next day he decided to hunt in the morning and uh actually it was saturday maybe it was friday morning friday is when they ran the deer friday morning opening day they hunted timber close to where they were staying at which is a de- decent uh, distance away from us and um he got on and had two different opportunities two different shooter bucks within 45 minutes of each other that morning in the timber Pretty far from Beans, like mm-hmm. over half a mile from Beans, or close to half a mile from Beans in the timber, and that's where he was catching feeding on, um, again, the pawpaws and the persimmons. But he had scouted. He'd walked like eight miles the day before in this area and knew kind of like where all the sign was at and everything. He went in there and keyed in on – I mean, two, had two really good opportunities at two nice bucks.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of – I was surprised at how few deer I saw get killed. I mean, I mean, it seemed it, like a real struggle fest.
0: Across the, across the state, though. I didn't see a bunch on social media. I
2: didn't either. I, it seemed like it was like just... A
0: struggle fest.
2: Yeah. it's just so hot. Um, I don't know how participation was. I know y'all saw more pressure locally, but across the state, I'd be kind of curious to see if more people hunted last year with the hurricane and the rain and cooler temperatures or if more people hunted this year with it being clear. Well, i say
0: it was brutal hot. I mean, it was... Yeah. And the mosquitoes, dude, it was, it was brutal. It was... Uh, I don't doubt it. It was one of those things that... You got out there, like, oh, man, this is fine. You get out of the truck for 15 minutes. Oh, you're, you're cool. And then, like, the next thing you know, an hour in, and you're like, this sucks. Yeah, you, like, you know, like, no way if, around
1: it. You know, like if you, you know, go for a run or a hike, you know how your face feels flushed, like, you know, just a lot of blood flow, just, you mm-hmm. know, just beat red. Yep. You were feeling that for the whole entire stay. It's like it didn't yeah. go away after you <laughs> walked to your spot. It's like it, it just – that heat just that- – it just held there and, like, radiated off your face. That like last was...
0: afternoon, I was so hot, and I was sitting there in those tall weeds just trying to stay cool in the shade. And, um, I mean, head was still, like, in the sun, uh, but I was kind of trying to tuck into it. That's how I felt the whole time. Like, it, like you couldn't cool down. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, one thing, so Michael likes to wear his hats backwards, if anyone can't tell. So, we're walking in, and we, like, kind of come through this brush. We pop out on the edge of the field and everything. And um I look at Mike, and I'm, I mean I'm, dude, I'm... Sh- struggling ask I mean you could ask Mike I mean it was it was rough because my, my leg was all jacked up from those freaking boots and everything and it, how hot it was and um, I look at Mike and I'm like did you pour water on your head and dude he has like not a drip but like steady sweat flow coming off the bill of his hat because <laughs> he's wearing his hat backwards coming off the back of his head the bill of his hat, and it's like it looks like he just dumped water on his head and it's like running off the back of his hat and he's like <laughs> no it's sweat I'm like bro yeah. you gotta drink some water dude like, <laughs> that's
1: how I always am though like always i mean that's it was
0: impressive. it was kind of gross yeah. i'll be honest like, dude, i thought i sweat dude that, like, that's that's, that's impressive yeah jeez wind up
1: with kidney stones every year
0: yeah but old, uh old kidney stones. but anyways i mean lesson learned dude it was it was just rough i mean it was a lot tougher than what we all expected i mean everybody i met they're like dude i didn't think it'd be like this i'm like yeah i know i mean it's, it's freaking rough i mean not even that but like just like opportunities like i, I talked to people a lot of people that hunt up there, like the hunting ground guys, which Michael had a hilarious post. Man, they had a ton of <laughs> dudes hunting up there, and uh, was talking to uh, talking to. Actually, I was talking to Jacob Emery, and I was asking him about you know what they see, and they really did, they, nobody really had a bunch of opportunities. I think there might have been like twelve guys. That might be, I don't know. That might be over, under, exaggerating that, but I know there was quite a few people that hunted up there, and the people that actually saw mature bucks. The only one that I know that saw mature bucks and had opportunities was Jacob. And Jeremy and Jeremy killed his buck, and Jacob wounded one. Yeah,
1: and that was the same bachelor group.
0: So yeah, same group. So man, it's like one group that was. But I'll,
1: I'll tell you this: um, if I was to give uh, tip a hat, you know, to to somebody that went up there and hunted, um, it would be PK, and it would be um, Jacob Emery. Um, while my butt was in the hotel sleeping and taking naps. Um, these jokers were huffing it, which is, you know, what made me really realize, you know, that I was not, I was not, I was not in it. Um, so, um, when we talked to the game manager or the ranger, whatever Mm -hmm. you call him up in Tennessee, um, he was saying, yeah, he said, uh, oh yeah. He was talking about Jacob Emery and, uh, he said, oh, is that two seven Oh, and we were like what and he was talking about 270 that's uh, his area code for uh, for his phone that's he said that him and the other guy said that um that's how they knew jacob Emery, not because of his name but because of he, he called, called them him so many much. times yeah that that was uh they knew his area code to his, his phone number
2: dedication man yep that's awesome so like well, so tip it, of my hats to those guys every every season like the first couple hunts of the year whether it be the velvet hunt or like when me and you were hunting georgia uh always get like keyed up you know for the rest of deer season and it's like kind of your step into it and at the beginning i always think about um i don't know some things i did wrong or some things i want to like be aware of as i go into deer season do you have anything like that on this hunt where you're just like kind of getting back into that mindset of hunting
1: yeah it was uh for one, covering ground because, like, when we jumped into the timber, I mean, the sign was there. I mean, it was all over the place. Uh, yeah. The second thing would be really open up your mind to what these deer are feeding on at that time of the year. I didn't know persimmons dropped that early. You know, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I wasn't thinking about persimmons or pawpaws right now. I mean, I'm yeah. thinking about the soybeans, which is what you always see in here. You know, it's yeah. where we found them last year. I just thought, hey, we'll go up there, glass all the fields, cover some ground from the truck and you know get Find on them. them and you know that happened last year we we had a lot of success with that um both of us had very big mature bucks within the first two you know two days so but that didn't work this year and so they I think not even there yeah i think we were very limited to um on a three-day hunt because by day three we had figured it out but by that time a you know, thunderstorm
0: bearing in on us, yeah. Spot. It's too well,
1: late, yeah. It's too late to, to cover that much ground, you know, on foot. So,
0: yeah, Jacob, what about you? You know, probably the biggest takeaway is you know, being prepared to cover a lot of ground, like, like, like what Michael said, covering a lot of ground, but having a goal of what you're truly looking for. Don't be like, oh, I'm just going to try to find a big buck, but going in with the idea of asking questions, kind of like your theory. Okay, if we're not seeing him in the fields, where are they at? We're probably in the timber. Okay, if they're in the timber, then how are we going to approach the timber? And also, you know, what other options do we have if they cover that, you know, could hold the bucks right now if they're not in the fields? Because nobody was seeing them in the fields. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other, other than Jacob Emery, who got on some deer. Um, so that, that was the biggest thing. It's like, you know, coming in and not being so dead set on one plan that, hey, we've got to kill one in the field let's look at other options and be prepared for that so right. it's like it's being like again that hybrid hunter going back to like kind of Troy podger mm-hmm. hybrid hunter coming into the situation like you're not just doing one thing like you're gonna be able to come in and be flexible in the situation and be able to overcome that and we didn't really become flexible until later on in the hunt yeah because we we're just shot beat a dead horse beat a dead horse dead horse yeah
2: uh, uh yeah i was really curious about that because i always it's always those first couple hunts of the year i look back i'm like god like There's something so obvious right in front of my face that I missed or, like, just rookie mistakes or something like that. So, yeah, I was kind of wondering about, like, timber and everything. Like, were y'all just not going into the timber because y'all were so dead set on the beans?
1: I didn't go into the timber because I didn't go scout. Like, I I mean, I, to be honest, like, I was just not feeling it. I was in the hotel more than I was scouting. I didn't scout any until I went on the hunt. Mm -hmm. Like, not – I said I didn't scout, I glassed, you know. But you didn't get out. But I didn't get into the woods and, and, yeah. and get into, you know. I mean, but it takes so much time to glass, too, because you have to be in the right place at the right time, you know, to catch yeah, those and you, deer. Yeah, you have to put time into and it, it. Yeah, if it was shorter beans, like, it'd be a little bit different. Like, you could just drive by real quick, hey, there's a deer. But these beans were so tall. I mean, like if you weren't really focused with your binoculars, holding steady, you would not see them pop up. Yeah, I mean they were mm-hmm. just that that tall. Some yeah. of them were chest high. Yeah. So I mean, deer, you know, disappear in those.
2: Yeah, I mean that buck that you uh that like drop tine or droop tine buck or whatever, um he was walking. You could just see his head in the video that you had. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I wonder if he didn't shoot it because he couldn't see the vitals at all. I mean, those beans were really tall, Mm -hmm. and that's pretty typical up there, so interesting. That seems like it was a good time, nonetheless, hanging out with all the buddies.
1: We uh, we had a really good time. By the way, I forgot to mention earlier, we were talking about you snoring, so Jacob was supposed to come pick me up at 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, I went and hunted in the timber, and um, I guess they were ready to go do something else. Um, I felt like I was in a really good spot if I would have stuck it out a little bit longer. But he was
0: in a good spot. I was in a terrible spot, full yeah. of mosquitoes. That was about it. So I'm like, I'm back at the truck at like eight. Yeah. So <laughs> he's
1: like, Hey man, if you want to stay till nine, kind of like saying like, because I rode with him with there. He's I, like, If you want to stay till nine, you know, kind of like I'll let you stay till nine. I'll pick you um, up, yeah. but I'll pick you up at nine. So I was like, Okay. So, <laughs> I leave it, you know, 10 minutes till, because I got about a, you know, 10 or 20 minute walk. So, I start heading back. I make it back by 9. And um, I don't see Jacob. I see Clay at the parking spot where he dropped me off. So, I hop in with Clay. He's like, I think he's down here taking a nap. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. He's like, when I saw that text come through, he's like, I bet he's wanting to take a nap. Because... Um, <clears throat> <laughs> so anyways so, sorry. so I jump in with Clay We head down there to him I walk over there Sure enough he's taking a nap So me and Clay come up with this plan Clay's gonna pick, pull his big old truck Over right next to him okay Head on Face to face I get out I go over there with my phone And put it up to the windshield And Clay lays on the horn Now put he your- laid on the horn It took him a good three seconds probably of laying on the horn before Jacob even wakes up. (laughs) He wakes up. He doesn't even know I'm there. He doesn't even see me at this time. He's, like, focused on the truck that's, like, right in front of his face. he, like, stretches and, you know, just he's, like, waking up, you know, like a little kid, you know, like rubbing (laughs) his eyes. They're,
0: like, you woke up like a baby.
1: (laughs) He's, like, rubbing his eyes. And then he, like, goes to lift up his body and when he does when he goes forward he sees me right there with a camera <laughs> and he just like I think he said a good cuss word or two because like, <laughs> he knew he'd been gotten
0: <laughs> so.
1: nap
2: hard
0: son nap hard dude that's that's a shirt yep hunt hard nap hard <gasps> yeah
1: what we need to do is I'll, I'll make a little uh video montage um of all the
0: naps Jacob t- <laughs> put it on Patreon <laughs>
1: yeah of all the naps and Tyler riding by in his bicycle with no shirt on <laughs> I've, got,
0: I've got a video of tyler on his bike too it's yeah. pretty funny shirtless yeah, yeah those are, there's a lot of
2: <laughs> humor came out of this trip yeah lots of it you yeah. had to bro
0: if not bro you'd be you'd be depressed yeah <laughs> <laughs> well sounds like a good old time and then man we, then we get back i get back to the house monday morning at like 1 30 a.m had to be at work at eight nine o'clock yeah it was rough yeah boy. but that was, the, that was like the most sleep at any one point <laughs> I, I one sleeping session, Mike, that I had, like, since that previous Wednesday. So, I was like, oh, man. Yeah. He's just like a dairy
2: sleeps two hours at a time. Then he's awake for a little while. And then he goes back to sleep. Oh, I'm getting the perfect deer. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, uh, but, no, uh, it, it was fun. It was, again, it was just rough. You know, it is what it is. So, you know, only two deer getting killed that I know of. And there were a lot of us. Two, three counties, something like that. So That's crazy.
2: Yep. Wow. Well. Now, uh, now I guess it's time to uh, this weekend shoot some doves, maybe shoot some squirrels over the next couple of weeks, and then back to deer,
0: son. You know, soft-spoken Maxwell over here. Mm-hmm. Well, we're about to bust a cap and some and some doves, man. Listen, yeah, it's gonna be good. Hey, tomorrow, by the way, which it'll be after this podcast comes out, but we got old dove days. That old Marks outdoors, baby. Yeah, we do. So, are you? So I a, need to go. You gonna go get a case? I don't know. I might, cause I can, it depends on if I want to shoot my twenty gauge. Listen, let me tell you right there, right now. Andrew says he might. It ain't happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and, so, and, and sometimes this. he's like, "Yeah, I'll do it." It ain't happening, bro. Yeah, like we're like <laughs> trying to go to Wyoming. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll do it, bro. We're, we're in, bro. We're in." We wait six hours before the freaking deadline. He's like, and I'm over at his house, and he's like, "Yeah, dude, I can't go. I can't go to Wyoming." I'm oh, you're there. talking about the antelope thing? Yeah, the antelope thing, bro. Oh yeah. So, I was you, like, we you, went you to Wyoming go, last year. You got you got to be careful with Andrew. Well, you know. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you what you could do. Said we need put Andrew to situation. Just give him a hummingbird, dude. See see how he handles that situation, Mike. I'd swat that Joker,
1: man. I tell I you, that know, was a scary moment. You, you, it you was a scary hit. moment.
2: Mm. Yep.
1: Cool. What would y'all have done?
2: I'd have swatted him. I'd have given him a high five. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is bedtime. You oh, got
0: anything else? Nope. Hope y'all enjoyed the episode. Hope y'all enjoyed Bobby's episode. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Oh, Andrew, you got to put it out there. Oh, we reviews. Can do reviews. We got reviews, but also pre-sale for shirts, bro. What's oh going? yeah, pre-sale for shirts. Let's see how good of a salesman you are. Let's go. Uh, if you want, if you okay, he took too long. All right, if Jacob. you want Southern Outdoorsman merch in the future, you <laughs> got to buy some of the merch we got now, guys. Because listen, if we don't do good on the merch sale, then we just can't forward to do merch in the future and we got some awesome shirt ideas but merch is expensive i ain't gonna lie mm-hmm. kind of pricey so listen what you can do you go over to the southern and again m-e-n southern outdoorsmen.com forward slash shop check out the new shirts you got the logo shirts up there also you have uh the different decals for your trucks appreciate everybody that's been buying uh the different decals and everything else uh, again if you have one of these decals that we've shipped out to you you place on your truck, on your vehicle, whatever. Take a photo, tag us in it on Instagram, and we will share that. Very excited to see those coming up. But anyways, pre, pre-sale on the shirts. Shirts will be yep. shipping mid mid-September?
2: Mid- yeah, mid-September. So we're getting pretty close to uh, that pre-sale being over with. So y'all go get your shirts. Big help to us. I don't know how many we've sold yet. We sold a decent amount. But y'all need to get on there get her done. Really? All right. Fr- all right. This is the first review. It's from Weston um with a little thinking emoji uh and it's at big buck bangers lol five stars you three fellers are doing it right research perseverance and busting it all out to give the information needed to find a buck or doe this is what sportsmanship is all about uh it's a matter of if the person slash hunter really wants it bottom line go put in the time and the work in find that spot and learn from it and then go find another at the end of the day listen to the seasoned hunters and put in the effort Keep up what you're doing for the sport. I uh, enjoy hearing you all keep it up. Man, what a timely review for what we were just talking about. That's pretty good. Yep, That ain't bad. All right, Andrew. Uh, or Mike. No, you get this yeah, one. Yeah, it's Mike's turn. Uh, three, uh, long-time long, long, long,
1: long time outdoors. Long time outdoors, O2. Three Stooges. The ginger bow hunter is trying to kill the dill while the wizard is whizzing in scrapes. It's a good one. <laughs> That's
2: why they call me the wizard.
1: <laughs> what was it we came up with while they were trying to say... You're trying to kill me? It says the ginger bow hunter is trying to kill the dilla.
0: Keep you busy with the videos.
1: Oh, that was it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, That's what I said. Okay. All right. me... We had that conversation. One of us. I just couldn't remember which one it was.
2: All right. Okay. This one might take the cake for one of my favorites ever. It's pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. Soon to be Miss Locklear. Uh, the Southern Outdoorsman is greater than me. Five stars. Trying to figure out if my fiance is more excited to marry me in a month or listen to a new episode. <laughs> We really we actually figured out who they are. We're sending them some stickers and everything. So, uh, congratulations to y'all getting married.
0: Um, Hopefully, we'll have the Southern Outdoorsman podcast playing at the reception. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Getting down. Yeah. Hey, hey. 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 I heard the wedding's the wedding's going on 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 her property, family property in Tennessee. So listen, Southern Outdoorsman. You know I don't know if, <laughs> if you need, if you need to speak at the wedding, you got get the Ginger bow hunter. Yeah. <laughs> in I in don't exchange think for he hunting he. rights. I don't think. He. <laughs> I don't think
1: anybody needs hooked on phonics speaking out their wedding.
0: Let's <laughs> uh, chalk the, that up to I the heard that's the new advertising on the podcast was uh was phonics, or, uh, or hooked on phonics. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah that would be a good it. one. All right, so this is from Obsession Outdoors, five stars, number one hunting podcast. Every year I've oh goodness. <laughs> you every can do it. Every deer I've killed has been out of the same shooting house my dad built and had always took me or always always took me to hunt. Well, I started listening to the podcast in 2019, and since then, I've began wondering what it's like to do more than blast bucks over corn piles or get lucky during the rut. Just found out I drew eight permits, or eight permit hunting opportunities uh, I applied for and uh, for some local, oh, goodness gracious, Four at some game (laughs) lands in National Wildlife Refuges uh, around me this year. I'm going to absorb every bit of wisdom that I can and try to apply it in order to tag a good public land buck. I can't wait to see what happens when I try all these things that I've learned from from the fantastic guests y'all host, not to mention the breakdowns y'all provide. Season opens in less than two weeks for me in North Carolina. Thanks for all the information or informative tactics I'm fixing to borrow this year and years to come. And thank you for the exclusive stuff y'all do for your Patreons. Proud to support y'all. Awesome, dude. Awesome Patreon Thanks member. for uh, being a Patreon member. By the way, listen now. You, you've been listening to since 2019, but you're just now wanting to apply the tactics, bud. I got a wonder here. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Call out. Hey, by the way, let me let me say this right now. Anyone, and we're me to start saying these in the main episodes. If you are a listener of the podcast and you use tips or tactics from guests or anyone from the podcast to go out and have success this year, Shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or through our email, which is uh, at or it's, uh, info at com, And let us know. Send us some photos of the buck that you killed, and we'd like to maybe possibly interview you for a future episode of the Southern Outdoorsman Listener Success Story. That's actually going to start kicking off, I think, October 1st. Uh, still have quite a few from last year that we're going to work through. But any new ones that come through early season, please shoot us a message and love to have you on the podcast to discuss that. Mike?
1: Uh, this one's by M Sparky four twenty seven. New drinking game: take a shot every time Mister Johnny Stewart says, "You know, you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean." Alrighty, appreciate all the new reviews. Again, you can go over uh, to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, leave us a re- review there. We try to read those every single week on the podcast itself. I appreciate the support. Appreciate everybody's been watching the YouTube videos as well. Um, can you know? Mike's been trying to put those out every day. You know. On the podcast. So we got clips coming up for you every single day. Make sure we put that in every single day. He is full of it. Anyways, Michael will try to put them up as soon as he can, whether it's every day, you know, twice a day, three times a day. He'll get them up there when he can. So
1: I'm going to post all of uh, Jacob's snoring videos for everybody to see.
0: Oh, that'd be good to put on the Patreon. No, but I uh, also appreciate all the Patreon members as well. I had a huge influx of Patreon members. Uh, we are finally. Uh, getting all the giveaway um, uh, agreements signed off on. So we're about to announce, hopefully by next week, uh, announce the uh, companies that we are working with for this Patreon partnership program. That's going to be sponsoring giveaways. uh, Just at, or actually just over $500 worth of uh, gear, store credits, gift certificates, stuff like that. It will be given away every single month uh, to the Patreon members. So appreciate everybody that's been joining that. You can check us out, uh, check out the Patreon uh, program uh, over at the patreon.com forward slash the Southern outdoorsman You can join there or just click the link in the show notes below on the podcast. Um, and I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess, just I
2: guess, I guess, I guess, I guess. Yep. Um, can you tease out, I mean, are we close enough where we can uh, say some of the people who are going to be in this giveaway? Give, give some yeah, hints? okay,
0: so well, I, I'll, I'll Cause tell Because by you. the time this drops, you know. So Backwoods, uh, Backwoods Mobile Gear uh, is one, Mike Isabel. Uh, we've got... Um, uh, backwoods grind coffee company. We have um Cache River Leatherwork up in Arkansas and also we have um goodness Iron City Restorations out in limb manufacturing. Um goodness gracious. Got a f- got a few other Jake's ones. Get, confirming, but yeah. Okay. We got got a couple other ones that were confirming as well. So, so we know and, we I, and I'm working I'm working on a couple new ones too. Ooh son so hopefully we're going to be just over $600, but hopefully by October we'll be over $600 a month. Nice. For giveaways. Well, that's exciting. So, Yeah. Appreciate the support. Appreciate their support and everything else. So y'all can check out the Patreon. highly recommend it. Again, Andrew's slowly working on some more maps and everything for us as well from GPS studies. So you have that content along with everything else. Uh, And also, Hey, of so we all to get some special discounts, I think, on some merchandise as Patreon members. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, get a lot of get a, a lot of other great benefits there. But Michael, any final thoughts, questions, concerns? no nope. Is this my, this my snoring? Yeah, that's concerned my only concern. with the snoring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's like, dude, you might have sleep apnea. He's like, you might really want to go get checked. I'm like, no,
1: I know you have sleep apnea. It's not a question.
0: Well, there we go. <laughs> Jacob's like,
2: oh, there we go. <laughs> nope. mm. we'll my get favorite a sleep study. Still, my favorite quote about uh, Jacob snoring is when we went to that training day in North Carolina, and uh, we're there, and Jacob stayed at the bunkhouse with Nick and all the dog trainers and everything. And I show back up at eight a.m. the next morning, and Nick just comes walking out of the house, and he's like, "He should come with a warning label." Yeah. <laughs> He uh he does the dogs are all scared yeah. in the corner, Jacob's just
0: over there revving a chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he
1: doesn't even need an alarm clock because he wakes himself up mm-hmm. snoring. I don't know about that dude. You uh, do.
0: No. But yeah, Nick that was funny because Nick did wake me. He's like he's like, dude, is he are you okay? Like, he's like, dude, I've never met someone that snored like that. <laughs> he's like <laughs> at at one point, um Rachel was, was like growling at Rachel you. Rachel like Got up on the bed was growling. I got up on his bed, which was across from my bed, and was growling at you. And I'm like, "Really?" She's like, "He's like, yeah." She didn't know what to expect. Oh, that's hilarious! You wake up in the middle of the night and there's just this dog on top of you, like. Rrr. No, it wasn't on top of me. It was on his bed. I'm sure if she was on top of me. She probably would have tried to be like. I don't know what that is, man. Oh, YouTube channel, dude. You need to plug the YouTube channel one last time, Andrew. Tell people to go over there. Uh, Clips. What's the What's the lowdown there? Come on. Final thoughts. Uh,
2: we got a bunch of videos coming out on YouTube. It's going to be a combination of clips from the podcast, but we're also going to have uh, some hunting videos coming up this fall, um, like a variety of stuff. And then also we're going to have some map scouting videos coming out. Uh, there's going to be a new one coming out here before too long uh, on the YouTube channel. So if you're not already, make sure you subscribe
0: to that so you don't miss any of it. Go Click the little bell so you get the notification. I want to say two other things. can't believe we're going to try to wrap it up, but I've got two other things I can say. Y'all have to go watch... Jonathan Moreland's new video. Oh yeah. From his 186 uh, inch buck he killed last year called Roadrunner. It is unbelievable. Michael, did you watch it? Oh yeah. Andrew, did you watch I it? I watched it. Oh dude. It's it's I mean, I've I've already seen some of the footage because he sent me that a few months back. But it is unbelievable how well he documented that whole hunt. So Jonathan's been on the podcast quite a few times. Um, but you need to go over to his YouTube channel, which is I think just Jonathan Moreland. Um or just search Jonathan Moreland, and it'll be the first video that pops up yep. in his channel. But the footage is unbelievable, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely worth checking out. Also, one other thing. I've recently just discovered Bear Grease podcast. Oh. And obsessed. It's so good. It is so good. All I can say, if you're a listener to this podcast, I highly recommend go listen to Bear Grease. It's pretty wild. It is Clay Newcomb. Yeah. It's 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 uh Dude, Clay Newcomb's my hero. It's unbelievable. I love Clay Newcomb. Yep. Um, Talk, Michael, so. you want to try and sell your truck one more time? Let's go. There you go, Mike. Give me the details. What year is it? What are we selling?
1: Yeah, 2006 Nissan Titan 4x4. It's the crew cab. Um, it's lifted on 37s. and uh, a big It has like 260,000 miles on it. Uh, if you just want to trade me like a decent 4x4 4Runner, we might entertain that idea yeah. too. mm-hmm.
0: Also, by the way, if you if you're if you're listening to the podcast and you live in the Alabama area or maybe even Georgia, Mississippi and will and drive over, you have like a sixteen year old son.
1: Yeah, this would be perfect. This is the him.
0: perfect truck to put him in. Okay. You get all the ladies. <laughs> it's nothing it's nothing. She's gonna have to be athletic to yeah. get up in the truck. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, you know, hey it's it's Save, because listen, it, he gets an accident, bro. He's going over whatever he hits. It's not yeah. good for going long distances. So your yeah. kid's not going to run off to the next state.
2: Yeah, it, it
1: just needs a little TLC. But I'll I'll sell it for a good price or, a good or trade. I mean, it's can go it's my daily stuff. driver. So and I just got back from Tennessee. So I mean, you know, all of the major stuff works.
0: <laughs> long story long story short, if you want to own some some Southern Outdoorsman podcast memorabilia, you can have <laughs> Michael's truck buy his truck. And get the Southern Outdoorsman official logo sticker on the truck as well. Mm-hmm. And like, listen, you own a piece of history. Give it to your son, whatever. And Michael
2: <laughs> will will draw a picture of an armadillo somewhere on it. <laughs> In the fender wheel. <laughs> yep, yep. With a silver In Sharpie. The wheel wheel. Yep, that'd be awesome. Yeah, man. The dill was here. Somewhat, somebody. I know y'all didn't come through for me, but uh, you know, somebody you it. They
0: didn't even have the chance, man. I, you
2: know what? That's right, because the outro that dropped today, we're recording this on a Wednesday. The outro that dropped today, I was like, I was chastising the audience because no one hit me up about buying my truck or selling me a Tundra. Well, I, I bought a Tundra on Monday, so it's too late. It's too late it's Too late that. to apologize. And, yeah, now now that when they're hearing this, it's a whole week later. So yeah. I will have had the car for like 10 Two, days.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. But, hey, listen, someone's someone out there, yeah, buy Michael's truck. We're just trading for a little 4Runner the old Yeah, Tacoma. all I need
1: is like a 4x4 4Runner Tacoma. As long as it's, you know, comparable, I mean, I'll definitely entertain that idea. I just need better gas mileage for these long-distance trips I'm making.
0: Yep, absolutely. He's got to join the Toyota club. Yeah, dude. Get you a well, that's, 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 the, that's the next I joined the cool kids We, we got to get the, them as an advertiser, Toyota that'd be pretty slick
2: as soon as i bought that truck all i wanted to do was get in the group test uh group message with you and <laughs> with you and michael perry and be like look guys i got a tundra too i know <laughs> perry was like look to the club i know i was like yeah. cool kids only man so
0: excited i love it so much yeah it's pretty sweet we gotta show michael after, the, after we get off yeah
2: today. we haven't even showed you yet it's nice all right. wrap her up boy. all right everybody thanks for listening To be, if you are the kind of hunter that listens to this podcast, this show was literally made for you. It is an excellent group of people that are going to be there. A lot of whitetail killers from around the southeast are going to be there. You're going to get to talk to them, shake their hand, learn from them in person, make some connections. And, guys, we get a lot of questions about.